I said on the last moon report for the new moon that happened at the very end of December 2022 that it was a time to shed to shine because that new moon was happening around the winter solstice and I could say the very same is true for this full moon that's coming up on Friday January 6th 2023 at 6.05 p.m. Eastern time and we're going to get into why in just a moment and then we will of course end with yoga practices and journal prompts to best harness the energy of this full moon to get the most out of it in your life, manifest your dreams, desires, whatever. But first, I'd like to extend you a very warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast. I am your host, Rosemary Holbrook, your friendly neighborhood yoga teacher and Vedic astrologer. On this podcast, we will cover all the latest Vedic astrology happenings and as always, yoga practices and journal prompts to best harness them so you can use it as a system for your personal growth. So welcome. I'm glad you're here. If you, I will be referencing signs and nakshatras that might be different than what you're used to if you're coming from a Western astrology background, especially if you're in the U.S. or I've recently found out also Australia. I guess a lot of Australians use Western astrology and then Australians also find themselves stumbling onto Vedic astrology and either resonating with it more or not. And if you resonate with with it more, welcome. I hope you stick around and grab your Vedic birth chart from my website. If you haven't already, you can go to yogiscopes.com. It's spelled just like this podcast, Y-O-G-I-S-C-O-P-E-S.com slash chart to get your free Vedic birth chart. Your placements will be a little bit different. You can also see where this full moon or anything else that I bring up on this episode will be happening for you. And there's also a super handy free worksheet there to help you start to decipher your Vedic birth chart. It's called the birth chart decoder. Um, because I might say, check what house it's happening in for you. And that birth chart will help tell you how to interpret what's what, what house is what, that kind of thing. Um, and what sign you have in what house so that you can understand a little more fully things that I or any other astrologer might talk about. So welcome. This full moon happening this week is in the sign of sidereal Gemini. And that's why I brought up that difference between the systems, because in Western astrology, it's always a sign off, whatever they say. It's uh, occasionally there will be overlap between what Vedic astrologers and Western astrologers say about where the moon or whatever is. So in Vedic astrology, in on the sidereal zodiac, this full moon is happening in Gemini, in the nakshatra of Punarvasu. So just a couple other things in the greater astrological context that I want to point out. So Mercury is retrograde right now, and that is one particular astrological transit that seems to get a lot of hype on social media, even people who don't pay a whole lot of attention to astrology know about that one, but it's a little extra important right now for this full moon because the full moon is happening in Gemini, which is ruled by Mercury. So anything that happens in a sign, the ruler of that sign is going to affect what's happening there. And with Mercury retrograding and the full moon happening in a Mercury-ruled sign, it's a an, a time to be a little extra careful with communication. You hear me stumbling over my words, and FYI, I'm not going to edit this podcast episode. I usually do, and I usually edit the transcript, but I'm recording it. You might notice it's like dark outside, and it's never dark outside when I'm recording. 
Um, it's like five in the morning because life happened, but here I am. And, um, so I don't have time to edit, but you'll get to hear me stumbling over my words and all that stuff that I usually edit out these days. Um, and the transcript might be wrong, but it's okay. At least there's a transcript, right? So anyway, communication is a little extra dicey at this time and your might, your mind might be a little extra foggy. So I would recommend taking precautions to lessen the impacts of those things. And one of the biggest precautions you can take is meditating. And so I've been linking in the show notes and the description below the videos uh, that I'm posting for the last couple weeks that we're running a Mercury retrograde meditation challenge right now. It's free to join. There's still two more weeks of Mercury retrograde. It's been going on for one week, but you're not going to be behind if you join. If you join today, join when you hear this, join anytime before the Mercury retrograde is over and you will get access to all these meditation tips and the most wonderful supportive community. Gosh, everybody in there has been so wonderful. So you can go to yogiscopes.com slash clarity to sign up for that and get your meditation on, have some accountability, some support, some extra tips and just the energy is awesome of having other people doing it too even though we're all in our different places in the world um all over the u.s and one joining us from australia so that's been fun so join us there if especially if you're feeling like me even i'm like stumbling over my words here and maybe you're doing that maybe you're having a hard time coming up with how you want to get your message across um meditation is going to help and then also with we have Saturn moving signs around the same day that Mercury goes direct and another way you know one of the best ways to please Saturn is to have a daily meditation practice so if there was ever a time to really get on point about that it's right now and that's why I put the challenge right now so I'd love to have you join us in there it's free so anyway this full moon Let's talk about Punarvasu, the nakshatra, where the full moon is happening. So it translates to, so it, Punar means repeat and Vasu means light or ray of light. So Punarvasu literally means like a repeat ray of, ray of light or becoming light again or returning to the light. So we have this nakshatra that means return to the light happening a full moon happening there and a full moon what it is astronomically is the moon is directly opposite in the sky from our perspective from the sun so it's on the other side of the earth from the sun it's the farthest it gets from the sun which means it's receiving all of the light from the sun that it can so it's completely illuminated from the sun, which means the only way to go from there is closer to the sun. And then the closer it gets to the sun, the less light it receives from the sun until it becomes new again, right? So in the astrological sense at the full moon, it's the peak of the cycle. The only way to go from there is down less energy towards the yin side, towards the cooling, dark feminine side. It's at the peak of the yang, the masculine, um, which I would never really describe the moon as masculine, but anyway, it's at the peak of light. 
And so when we're having the moon itself is at the peak of light and it's happening in a nakshatra that means return to the light, it creates this interesting dynamic where normally at a full moon, I and, you know, lots of other astrologers are telling people to shed things because to, to, um, move along to embody the energy of the moon cycle at a new moon. It's a time to kind of turn inwards really at a full moon too. full and new moon days are days to turn inwards and tend to your spiritual practice. But, um, the new moon is more of a time to set intentions like plant seeds, like you plant a seed in the dark, right? And the, the full moon is like the harvest moon, you know, like we have those archetypes in our culture and that's how we recognize the new and full moon. And so to have the full moon where it's a time to shed happening in an nakshatra that means return to the light is creating this, like I mentioned earlier, shed to shine dynamic because we're entering into a brand new year. We are, um, in the coming up next week on the 14th of January is Makara Sankranti, which is when the sun enters into Capricorn, which under, you know, Vedic astrology is a very auspicious day. It, it also, it kind of functions similarly to the winter solstice. Like it's a day that we're really thinking about returning to the light. So we're returning to the light in a sense of, um, we're mo- the sun is, the days are only getting longer for us here in the Northern hemisphere. We're, we're returning to the light in that sense. Um, and then we're also in a full moon phase. And if you're in the Southern hemisphere, the days are get actually getting shorter. So no matter where you are in the world, there's always this expansion and contraction cycle happening with the days, you know, the day expands and gets brighter and then contracts back into night, you know, the moon phase expands and gets brighter and then contracts back into a new moon phase, you know, and then the year we have the seasons, they expand and get brighter and warmer and then contract back into winter. And so there's always these cycles of expansion and contraction going on. And sometimes they are conflicting with each other, which like this new, or sorry, full moon is happening at 6.05 PM Eastern time. So it's happening in the evening, which is where, you know, the moon phase will begin its descent into darkness. And so will the day. So those are coinciding. And so the main thing that I want to point out with why I bring all of that up is because it's a good time to just look at where you are fitting into greater expansion and contraction cycles in your life. What is expanding in your life? What is contracting? Contracting? Are you fighting that or are you riding along with it and kind of embodying that expansion and contraction? And we'll get more into how to do that embody expansion and contraction when we talk about yoga practices in just a moment for this full moon. But just, I want to make a couple other quick notes about the archetype of this nakshatra, because that's where we get most of the insight to what a moon phase will be about in Vedic astrology. I also have an article about nakshatras on my blog. If you're unfamiliar, um, I can link it below, but, um, So the symbol for the nakshatra is a quiver of arrows, um, which if you think about the symbol, like the archetype of a symbol of a quiver of arrows, it's like your ammunition, it's ready to go, ready to be fired away towards your goals. So what 
are you striving towards? What are you, what goals are far away? This nakshatra is giving you the ammunition, if you will, to strive towards those goals. And so with that sense of return to the light, it also brings a renewed sense of creative pursuits because this is also the nakshatra immediately before Punarasu is Ardra, which is a stormy nakshatra. Like the symbol for that nakshatra is a storm basically. And so Punarvasu is like that moment of when the sun comes out after a storm, you know, how, you know, that moment and it's like beautiful. It's like the birds are singing. Like and you just feel like that moment. Can you bring that moment into your being for this full moon and shed anything that gets in the way of you having more moments like that? basically. Um, so the ruling deity of this nakshatra of Punarvasu is a DT, which is the goddess of abundance. So there's just all these little signs and nuggets about this nakshatra that abundance is coming, right? Like it's the, the sunshine after the storm. It's, which also is interesting after the storm of the past couple of years, I put out a Saturn in Aquarius episode. Um, which is long, but I recommend listening to it because it's going to talk, it talks a lot about, you know, what may have been going on for the past couple of years and what the next two and a half year cycle is going to be like. I also have an upcoming workshop that I just put on my website that will go more in depth with Saturn and Aquarius and some other slower moving planet transits. It's called, um, karma, dharma, and five-year planning with astrology. It's happening on January 22nd. You can go to yogiscopes.com slash classes to check that out. But this full moon like I said, with the last new moon is a time to shed, to shine. So if there's, if you've been working with a greater, you know, sankalpa for the year, intention for the year, um, or like a new year's resolution, maybe you set, what can you shed at this full moon? Perhaps what has Mercury retrograde been bringing up about things that are standing in the way of you communicating the way you want to, especially if you've been meditating in the challenge folks in there have been talking about other habits, wellness habits that their meditation practices help them get back to things like that. You, when you have a regular meditation practice, you're going to get better at noticing what's not serving you. So this full moon is really a time to do that. Like what is not serving you instead of with your new year's resolution or your intention for 2023 or whatever for January for Saturn and Aquarius, your big, long intentions, those big, long goals and ambitions and visions that you're striving for, that this nakshatra wants to give you the ammo to reach, right? Like to reach away to, instead of thinking about what more can I do to get there, what can you do less of so you can do more of the important things, right? So think about that with this full moon and we'll talk, I have a journal prompt and exercise to help you kind of go deeper with that and sit with that thought for a moment. Um, but then also the ruling deity of this nakshatra is Jupiter. So it's a good time to be spiritual. It's a good time for spiritual pursuits. It's a good time to be optimistic about your long-term pursuits and keep your eye on the prize and shed anything that is not serving you getting there. Say no to the, to the good so that you have space to say yes to the better is a time to think about doing that at this full moon is, and while Mercury is retrograde, you can continue to incorporate that because 
around the time Mercury goes direct, and remember this full moon's happening in a Mercury-ruled sign, around the time Mercury goes direct, Saturn will be moving signs and will also have another new moon in Capricorn. So we'll talk about that stuff more when we get there. But it's important to know that what can you shed over the past couple year cycle? What has not been working for you? What has been standing in the way of you reaching your long-term goals? Maybe they're good things, you know? Sometimes we have to say no to good things to say yes to better things, more aligned things, things that are really and truly going to get us to where we want to go. So the yoga practices for this full moon are embodying the expansion and contraction. Oops, I just hit the microphone. Sorry if that was disturbing because like I said, I'm not going to edit this episode. I usually do. Um, and so in what, in what ways can you do that? Can you, um, like cat cow is a good one. Exhale round, inhale, open the heart. And, and what other shapes can you bring that sense of expansion and contraction in? And then a golden light meditation. And so if you want, so that's like a meditation where you just envision a golden light, perhaps somewhere in your body. And then just with your breath, envision that golden light, just growing bigger. And you can stay with the visualization for as long as you want to with each breath. Um, the way I cue it is with each inhale, it grows like you're fanning flames. The golden light grows a little bit brighter and warmer with each exhale. It's like you've, you know, the inhale is like filling up the bellows and the exhale is like blowing the bellows and it makes the flame bigger. So inhale brighter, exhale bigger, right? Until that golden light is filling up your entire body and then maybe even your aura, your area around your body. And so if you want more examples of, um, ways to embody expansion and contraction, as well as a guided golden light meditation. I did upload a video on YouTube of a 20 minute practice that is just a short physical practice and then a 10 minute golden light meditation. I have plans to upload the golden light meditation separately, but I haven't done it yet because really what happened is my kid's daycare teacher was out sick. And so I was home with my beautiful daughter all day yesterday. So I didn't get to do any of the things that I was going to do, but here I am fitting it into the nooks and crannies of my life, just getting up before everybody so that I could record. So I got the episode out. The golden light meditation is out, but it's within that practice. So it's just a 20 minute practice. You can do it. Uh, find 20 minutes to do that yoga practice and guided meditation. Uh, it's on YouTube. I will try to link it in the show notes, but Again, I'm flying out of here so that I can go on about my day today. So journal prompts are, what do I want to shed as the light grows in 2023? And then other journal prompt is, what big faraway goals am I aiming towards? And then, so if you want to take those journal prompts a little bit deeper, here's an exercise that you can do. Write down everything you do on a daily, weekly, and perhaps monthly basis. You know, so those, those things might be, you know, what do you do? Like, what are all the things you do? And we'll just write them down. Like, like tasks, you know, your job, you're taking care of kids, like things like that. Your relationship with your partner or spouse, whatever. Like you spend time with friends. What do you do and how often, you know, do you wish maybe you spent a little more time with friends, for example, or do you wish you had more time to work on a side hustle or a hobby, or, you know, maybe you are spending a lot of time, you know, write down the things that you don't want to admit you do, like 
spend time on social media, um, you know, and what are those things serving in your life? Like your job is bringing you money. Your time with friends is bringing you fulfillment. People need relationships, right? Like what are those things doing for you? And then look at your new year's resolution. And if you set one or like, if you have a Sankalpa for the year, um, what, what are things that you want to invite into your life? You know, because like, we're all trained to just like, oh, I want things to be different. So I'm going to add more in. And I don't know a single person who doesn't feel like their life isn't already full. Like everybody I know, regardless of what they have going on, if they're a stay at home mom, work at home mom, you know, career person, like whatever. I don't know anybody, empty nester, not a single person who doesn't think that their days aren't already full to the brim or people who, even people who take time, like I do, I take time to relax, but I'm like, I have that time to relax because I protect it. And I'm like, no, you, I'm not going to schedule something in my time to relax because that time to relax is serving the greater good in my life. So my days are still full, even though I take time to meditate and time to relax. Right. Um, so just look at all that stuff you do, like get really put it on paper, all the stuff you do. And then if you want to invite new things into your life at this return to the light in the new year, um, you have to think about, does that already show up on the list somewhere and you just need to create more time for that thing? Or is it not on the list? And then you probably, so the idea is if it's something that you already do sometimes and you just want to create more time for it, you're going to have to make less time for something else, right? Because your days are probably already full. You're doing something all day long. You know what I mean? Like everybody is. And, um, you're going to have to do something less, but if it's something, if your new year's resolution or whatever intention, faraway goal you're setting is something you're not doing at all you're going to have to shed something that you're doing to make more space for that. So that's the idea of you're going to make a list of everything you already do. And then you're going to think about your new year's resolution or whatever you're trying to invite more of into your life and look at, um, can you shed something to make more space for that instead of just adding that in without letting anything go? Because this full moon is a time to shed. And that's the beautiful thing about astrology is it gives us that cue to shed things on a regular basis. Um, keeps our lives a little less overly full. So can you also look at the list of things you do on either a daily, weekly, monthly basis? What do you do? Like, do you wish, you know, we can't see friends every day when we're an adult most of the time. Like, and when maybe we see friends, but we can't just like have that. Like I had a cookout last Sunday with some friends. Like I can't do that every day but I, I do it at least on a monthly basis. Right. And so it's like, do you want to do, do you not do that on a monthly basis? Do you want to do it on a weekly basis? Do you want to do it on a quarterly basis? You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff is what you look at. What things on the list bring you joy and what things on the list, uh, do you just like have to do? They're like totally a drag. Like you don't enjoy them. And how can you do more of the things that bring you joy and less of the things that our total drag, but don't try to rule those out completely because we have to do things that we don't enjoy sometimes because those things might, you know, your new year's resolution or whatever goal you're setting that you want to get to might, the things that it takes to get there might be a total drag. So I'm not saying only do things that make you happy all the time. Cause sometimes we have to do things that aren't as fun. 
But yeah, that's, that's the idea. Look at what you're already doing. Can you subtract to create space for, can you shed to shine, right? In the new year. Happy new year. Happy full moon. Happy Makara Sankranti. I'll be back next week with a Saturn in Aquarius sign by sign. Please remember to always keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars and stay in the light until next time, friends.